Welcome to the Close with Crumroy. This is Ryan Crumroy from Charles Harris Executive Search. I want to say thank you so much to tuning into this podcast, this go round. Excited to share some thoughts with you folks today. Hopefully some of this is helpful. And as you know, as many of you know that you've spoken with me in the past, uh, that we're a top retained search firm. We do an enormous amount of work in the finance and accounting space. And Charles Harris has been around for an awful long time, 54 years at this point in the world of executive search. So we'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments on this particular podcast, we'd love to get your take in the comments below or I'd be more than happy to have a conversation with you as we're always looking to expand our relationships and uh, have folks on our radar that need to be on our radar from a career development standpoint. With that being said, I want to talk with you folks a little bit about a podcast that I heard recently on NPR Marketplace. And um, I'll try to put a link in the uh, comments below as well. So you can maybe listen to that when you get a chance. But uh, podcast was pretty interesting. They were talking about a local publicly traded co- local company to me in Raleigh, North Carolina. They filed a form 12B25. You're like, what is a 12B25? Like I thought it is effectively a notification of late filing. And the reasoning that they gave behind that was rather concerning, but not surprising to me. The reason for that notification of late filing is because they had significant turnover in the accounting department and they couldn't, quote, attract, develop, and retain sufficient resources to get their filings done on time. So as many of you in this space have noticed, it's been really hard to attract finance and accounting talent for the last, especially for the last year or so. Uh, in fact, I'll say in the last 17 years that I've been doing work in the finance and accounting space at the executive level, I think this has been one of the hardest years in finding the talent needed. So Wall Street Journal article showed that there actually has been a 17% decline in the number of accountants and auditors as of the end of 2022. 17% decline is a 300,000 person deficit. The AI uh, CPA um, actually from 2012 to 2020 showed that the sheer number of accounting degreed folks coming out of colleges declined 9%. All right. So, yeah, that's a significant reduction in the total number of auditors and accountants, the number of graduates. And um, I think the reality is, is that for a number of years, um, folks didn't really look at the, especially in the accounting ranks, as being a super sexy career choice. Uh, And uh, we've seen other areas that took a number of those folks that kind of would have gravitated towards those roles, data analytics, especially becoming more and more attractive to college graduates. So corporations, uh, this speaking to you, you guys can do a better job. We can all do a better job of really creating compelling career visibility on what impact accountants uh, have on the total success of businesses out there in the marketplace. This is a pivotal role. You all know that it is. In fact, this publicly traded company headquartered in North Carolina, they can't continue to exist as a publicly traded company if they don't fix this problem. And so really understanding those implications are huge. Now, that being said, on our end, I'll just tell it what it is. I'm finding myself having to make more outbound calls, more aggressive outreaches, more repeated outreaches to try to get those folks, those passive candidates on the telephone. My clients that retain us to go and find executive talent are not looking for active candidates that are looking for career opportunities. I'll be fair with you. Very few people that are really good, that are what I call A-level talent, 
those folks aren't looking for opportunities. They might be willing to listen and have a conversation, especially if somebody's repeatedly uh, deliberate about reaching out to them continuously. And they're like, you know, this guy is not going to go away. It sounds like he really wants to speak with me. They'll have conversations more times than not with that, but they're never going to respond to your posting. They're never going to, you know, say, hey, maybe I should send in an application for that particular company. So what we're finding, and I would really uh, suggest to you, is that the strategy of post and pray uh, for your HR department, it's not going to fill your, your gaps. It's not going to fill your seats with people that you're going to need to have to do, quote, your public filing. So I would highly recommend that you figure out what is the strategy that we're going to go down to find top-level talent for the next five years. This is not a situation that is likely to resolve anytime in the near future. We're not going to magically have 100,000 recently retired accountants and auditors all of a sudden magically reappear in the workforce. Maybe we get 10 or 20,000 of them, but of the 300,000 that have been lost, those folks aren't coming back in the workforce. And the sheer number of graduates that are coming out of these programs, they have higher demands. Their compensation is going to need to be higher. They're not going to be willing to work as many hours uh, as traditionally in the past. You know, when 20 years ago, folks came out of accounting degree and they knew it was going to be a grind. They knew that those first few years in public, it was like, hey, I need to do whatever is asked of me. And this is just kind of expected earning my stripes kind of circumstance. So that edginess, that tolerance, that has changed. I'm not saying, I'm not going to comment on whether or not I think that's a good or bad thing. That's for you to decide, but it is the reality. So thinking about as a corporation and your ability to find that level of talent, proactively seeking people out, finding those graduates before they graduate, figuring out how do I mentor and develop? How do I really put in the efforts to show a compelling career potential, a ability to really impact the business is going to be important for you as an executive business leader. So folks, um, Look, the reality is, is that you need to have a good strategic partner to find some of that talent out there in the marketplace. Someone that's got that dogged determinism to track down the right level of talent that you need. Certainly, we're a great option, and I won't sugarcoat it. We're a phenomenal option in that space. But if you've already got a trusted partner out there, build that relationship, expand that relationship with them. You understand that this is only going to become an increasingly significant uh, reality that you'll need to face as your company continues to scale. Uh, the world that I play in, primarily working with private equity investors, is they're buying up more and more family-owned and privately held businesses. The level of sophistication and the cadence and the bar typically goes up and increases. And with as many private equity firms kind of evolved and grown portfolio operating companies out there, it's gonna make the ability to attract talent. It's, it's, it's a fiercely competitive landscape right now. So folks, I hope this has provided some interesting insights. It's probably validated some suspicions that you've had along the way. And um, we really appreciate you tuning in. Hopefully this podcast is helpful for you. And again, um, I thank you so much for your interest in Charles Aris and your listenership here as well. Please be sure to hit the like button on the link here below on YouTube, wherever you're watching this. And uh, we'd love to hear from you in the future. Again, this is Ryan Crumroy from The Close with Crumroy. You have a fantastic week. Thanks so much.